and welcome to Theatre Club, the podcast in which we discuss London theatre in all its forms, with reviews, news and our top tips for what shows you should be booking to see. There's also a theatre-inspired cocktail or two to help us along the way. I'm Madeline and I'm here with Oscar and Ruby. And Ruby, welcome back from Marvelous Mexico. Hi. Welcome back. Hi. How's your trip? It was amazing. Uh, I would say that it's lovely to be back, but actually I'd much rather I was still sitting on a beach sipping a margarita, really. But no, it is good to be back. It's a little bit cold, but lovely to see you. We missed you last time. I know, I missed you too. And I listened to your podcast on the plane going from Cancun to Mexico City. And it was so lovely (laughs) sitting there with my headphones on, kind of listening to your voices. And actually it really made me feel like, oh, I feel like I've really missed out. You know, because like you talked about Julius Caesar, which I'm going yeah. to see in a couple of weeks' time, and I was like, "Oh, I wanted to be there with you." We've, have we ruined it for you? Um, no, I don't think you have. I'll be interested to see. I found it interesting that you guys obviously weren't that interested necessarily in the play, yeah. and I'm such a politics geek. So obviously, I was kind of listening to that, being like, "Oh, I think I'll probably really like that," but I don't know. It's not. It's not a Shakespeare play that I know particularly well. Um, so yeah, I'll be sort of most interested to see how I react to the play compared to you guys. I mean, we can catch up on that. And you are promenading. I am promenading. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, that was one of the big sort of draws of that play for me, really, because I love the idea of doing that. Um, so as people probably notice, Alice isn't here this week, so we get you back and now Alice is gone. Yes. So not since week one have we had the full four. We're not usually so jet set, we should say. We just chose the wrong time to start a podcast. Yeah. We yeah. just all needed to get out of England because it's so bloody cold this winter. Well, we like to do Alice's top tip, basically, at the beginning yep. of the show. So before she flew off to sunny South Africa to serve Lion King Realness, she, um, <laughs> she told me what her top tip would be so I can pass it on for her. So her top tip is a new immersive theatre show that's coming to London called The Hollow Hotel. And I've looked this mm. up and it's, it's basically based on a crazy true story about a man in Chicago in America who built a hotel for the purpose of murdering people. He designed it with, <gasps> he designed it with these rooms that you could put people in and they were like torture chambers and they had like fake doors oh and God. fake corridors. He had a whole floor basically that was for killing and then the rest was like an actual functional hotel. Like Saw? Basically like Saw. It's an immersive show. It's going to be at the Biscuit Factory in Bermondsey um, from April 9th to April 24th. So it's not for very long, but it's this full immersive experience. And basically it's one of these things where you arrive, you're in the hotel bar, you get sent to your room. you think you're going to get murdered? Some people will, some people won't. You get put in a room and you have to try and get out. And if you get murdered, then you get taken off on a different journey. It's one of those things. So you might survive, you might not. You don't know what journey you'll be going on. Oh God, it sounds really scary. I don't know whether I could handle it. Well, it's Alice's top tip, but she's not quite sure if she's even going to book because she, <laughs> she doesn't really like these sorts of stressful things. No, so... it does sound cool. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. I think cool. it sounds kind of cr- It sounds like that kind of punch drunk love. Is that yeah. what it's called? No, punch drunk. Oh, sorry. Punch drunk. Punch drunk loves a dreadful Adam Sandler film. No, punch drunk theatre company. It does. I quite like all that American stuff. I think you've got to have a certain suspension of disbelief. And if you are someone who's maybe a bit of a spoil sport or doesn't kind of get caught up so much, I think that's what I hate. I don't like it if someone's with you that's a bit like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. close my eyes. Oh. I'm generally a really big fan of them so long as, but it has to be good. I mean, I guess yeah. like anything, but I think with immersive even more so I have been to one or two where I've been like 
this is not quite cutting it. But well, yeah. it's immersive theatre. I think the theatre's got to be as good as the immersive experience. Yeah. So yeah. the actors taking you around and doing the stuff, I want them to be convincing to make mm. it a proper show. But this one does sound quite good. And they're doing, there's a special offer on thenudge.com. So if you just okay. Google The Nudge and then The Hollow Hotel. So The Nudge Hollow Hotel, the page instantly comes up and they've got this special discount offer for the preview period, which is from the 9th to the 14th, I think, is previews. And it's basically half price. It's £23.50. 24. Or 20, 24. And the actual, once it's in its run for the next week or so, it's about 40 quid. So it's actually... That's yeah. pretty, pretty good, good value pretty good if you offer. get it for £24. I would like to go Friday the 13th for extra spookiness. <laughs> oh, I'll be in Athens continuing the Jet Set theme. Oh, for oh, God's sake! <laughs> so, you have been busy though, honey. You just got back, just it felt like yesterday, but you've already seen a show. What did you go and see the other day? Well, I should say, actually, I managed to see half a show. <sighs> Uh, because uh, I left at the interval. Uh, oh my god! You uh, never. I yeah. That's quite I did. Extreme. I've only done it once. I have done it before, times. actually, and so it, it was the Plough and the Stars at the Lyric Theatre in Hammersmith, and it's a bit disappointed actually because I I the reason why I booked it is a it's an old play, it's from the nineteen twenties, an old Irish play um, about the Easter Rising, which happened in nineteen sixteen. And I bu- I went to Dublin uh, in January this year and sort of came back, you know, all interested about Irish history. And I'd been reading a book while I was there about the Easter Rising and I wanted to know more about it. And then I saw that this play was coming off and I was like, oh, that's amazing. You know, perfect timing. So I booked the tickets. Um, but it just, I have to say, I didn't hate it. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't one of those ones where I was sitting there being like, this is just totally doing my head in that I need to leave but it just wasn't doing anything for me so what was it was it the staging was it acting the it's story? the play right really. the play itself. it's the play okay. and I think the staging a little bit so the play basically the idea of it is that, that it tells the story of Easter Rising and stuff that was going on in Dublin at the time but through you know the lives of ordinary people through a sort of set of working class people in Dublin um, who have sort of interconnected lives, but, you know, they're all doing their own thing. And it felt to me like there were all these characters, but you weren't getting enough story from any of them to be really interested. Mm -hmm. There wasn't enough light and shade for me. There was some humour in it, but the humour wasn't really working for me. I wasn't finding it very funny. And it kind of had this one tone that was kind of angry. And I just, I, I turned to my boyfriend in the interval and it turned and I was just like, I'm really not sure that I like this. And he was yeah. like, no, me not, neither. Not good enough to beat jet lag. No, <laughs> exactly. Well, that, yeah, that may have had something to do with it. Having, you know, stepped off a plane from, you know, 30 degrees into freezing cold London. But it just, it just felt like I didn't care, which actually I was really surprised about yeah. because it is something that I care about yeah. and it is something that I'm really interested in. But it just, yeah, it just didn't grab me. How is it being reviewed elsewhere? Is it getting good reviews? Usually about three stars, I think, from okay. what I've seen. The one thing I would say, because I don't want to sort of, you know, totally like do down the lyrics, because the lyrics are really nice theatre. Yeah. I, I haven't, I have been there a few times, not very often because it's in West London. But um, my seats were incredible value. I was in the fifth row of the stalls, mm-hmm. I think, on the end seats. £15 wow. for the tickets. Is it quite a little theatre? Yeah, Never it's been... smallish. It's not yeah. that big. They've got a really nice bar there. It's a lovely atmosphere. And I don't know if that's a regular thing. It looked mm. like when I booked the tickets, 
there were seats all down the sides of the stools that were £15. And I just think that's an amazing deal. That's incredible. So really worth looking out for. Good. Um, and Oscar, you went with Madeline and Alice to see the stage production of the classic film, Breathe Encounter, while I was away. Um, and today you've made us this cocktail uh, inspired by the production. A lot of the action is set in this tea shop at a train station, Mrs Myrtle's Tea Shop. So what I've made is a tea infused cocktail called Mrs Myrtle's Tea and Tea. Tea and Yay! Tea. Cheers, cheers. So the first tea stands for tequila, <laughs> which also ties in with your return from Mexico because you're probably not sick of tequila. You're speaking my language, Oscar. <laughs> I've decided I'm a two margaritas a day girl, and if I don't get enough tequila, I'm just in a very bad mood. Well, that's why I made these. <laughs> so it's tequila, tea, like you just brew brew tea, normal tea, or you could use Earl Grey, um, put some sugar in it, I put a little bit of red vermouth, and then lemon juice. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. What's nice about it, actually, is that tequila is quite strong, and this actually doesn't, it doesn't have that sort of you know, really kind of wow, you know, yeah. tequila. Mm. I think because of the tea is obviously quite a strong yeah. flavour. It sort of, mm. and it makes it, it, it's quite refreshing. Actually. Yeah, and it's quite, it's quite a lot of tea ratio. So yeah. it's not, you can make it yeah, stronger, or you can make it drink. weaker. Yeah. It's Lovely. quite a good, if you wanted to disguise that you were drinking, it does look like you're just drinking tea. Yeah, pour it into a Lipton's bottle. <laughs> take yeah. it to the theatre when you go and see Brief Encounter. Indeed. Yeah, so how was it? It was really good. So it's, I mean, I haven't seen the film. I know it's an absolute classic. And my mum was like, you've got to watch it, you've got to watch it. But I just ran out of time to see it before the play. And I thought, you know what, I'm actually just going to see the play as a play. And then I can watch the film and then relive all their inventive ways in which they brought it to the stage in retrospect. But they've done it in a cinema on the Haymarket, the Empire Cinema. And it's a knee-high theatre production. Oh, yeah, they're really good. And it's great. So when you go in, which often happens with Nehi, like Tristan and Zolt I saw last year at the Globe, when you go in, the actors are milling around in the audience. Oh, I love that. So they're all dressed as 1940s yeah. cinema ushers. The show itself was just so inventive. It's just classic Nehi. Everything they do is just inventive. If they're going to do a place at a train station, they're not just going to do the train in one way each time. Every time it's something different. So it'll either be a projection that comes on a screen or it'll be a miniature model of a train that gets pulled around. They just find inventive ways to do everything. And I just love that. Just like pure theatre. My opinion of it is, I totally agree with what you're saying, but for me, it was just a bit too much. What I found was that it's, I felt you're looking at the stage and the whole multimedia aspect of it. So there's like this projections and the production design was, I mean, it was incredible, but it was like they'd had so many ideas and they just thought, do you know what? Let's just go wild and let's let's execute every idea we've had. And I think mm. at points, what I found hard about it was I didn't know where my eye should lay, if that makes sense. So it's like, am I looking at the actors in the centre of the stage that are doing a sort of beautiful piece or am I looking at the band that are performing to the left of the stage or am I looking up high where they've got and that, that this was actually my favourite I did love this there's sort of two puppets that are the children oh that was sweet. and that was super cool but then they're up there so I'm a bit like oh where am I supposed to be looking right now and as much as it is a story about these two lovers it's kind of like that isn't the main focus of it all but I did love always having that live band and there's, there is always something going on and that's kind of knee-high style. It's quite over-the-top, sort of wild, inventive, quirky. Yeah. But I can see that sometimes you're like, it, actually, if you've got a good effect going on, maybe just focusing on that. But it gives you a lot to look at. It was a lot to look at. What um, I would say as a Scottish person, 
the sort of clipped Englishness of it. I loved that. The whole yes. kind of, oh, what, oh, oh. You know, yes. all that kind of, and the, the two, the main... It, I mean, all the cast were incredible. Just brilliant. There was no... As much as it's sort of the main story are Alec and Laura and their love affair, you felt that everyone on stage was getting a chance to shine. It was so funny. There were so many great moments. Yeah. And I think there's so many things for me personally that would be really memorable. There is. It's What's a shame is I thought this upon leaving. I haven't actually really thought about it since. And I think that that was... As, as much as it was such an assault on your senses, I'm surprised that I haven't thought that much about it latterly. Um, the, the two sort of things I did, there is, it's worth saying, there's the boating lake sequence mm. is wonderful. And that's maybe the bits that were the most memorable for me is that they do an incredible, they project things that they've pre-recorded with the actors on to a big screen at the back and there's still action happening front of stage. So it's this kind of mixture of things. And they do this amazing at the sort of the points when the love affair is becoming really sort of, you know, unsure. And are they going to be together? What's going to happen? And they had this amazing, it was, it's not spoiling anything, but it was, they had waves. Do you remember that? The crashing waves oh, in yes. the background. And that feeling of the tumultuous nature of, of a love affair was so beautifully captured. But by and large, it hasn't really stuck so, in my mind. With Nehigh, you might not remember everything, but I feel like the things I've seen over the years, even if you can't remember the whole play, there's always one or two, yeah. however tiny, if something can stick. Whereas I've seen plays and I don't really remember anything about yeah. them. Whereas there's always a knee-high technique when they're holding onto the chandeliers oh, and being lovely. lifted into the air. There'll just be one thing that'll stay in your head or two or three things yeah. Even out of the context of the play, you'll always just have that image. And I think they create those images so well. Will you go and see it? Well, I have to say, I mean, I, I think I will, actually. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's unmissable. Yeah, especially also because I was going to say, um, I got one of those timeout offer emails through just yesterday, I think it was. And they've currently got tickets on offer, I think almost 50% off, which seems like a really good deal. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and from what you've said, it sounds like it's, you know, good fun and yeah. lots going on. And I think I'd quite like to see it, actually. It's very reasonable in terms of the... Because it's a cinema, mm -hmm. the back row that we sat on, it's not very far away, mm -hmm. completely unobstructed view. So those seats are £20. So on the time out, we got an offer um, through the old Vic website. So we got yeah, asked for £10. So if you can get them for... But even for 20 quid. I almost think the further back you are, the more you can take in, maybe. Yeah, I would say that. I would sit further back because it is so much on the yeah. stage. Definitely go see it. It is on from now until Keanu Reeves' birthday, <gasps> which is the 2nd of September. That is, <laughs> that you is would a favourite fact. <laughs> well, it's, it's my birthday, so... All right! Oh! <laughs> That's why I know. Oh, no, I should have had her. We have friends. We're just like, oh, yeah, Keanu Reeves, you love him. Oh, sorry, it's yeah. your birthday. Mine and Keanu's. Aww. No, he always wants to do a joint thing, and I'm like, oh. Oh, oh come Not on again. Yeah. So lame. So moving on to another play adapted from a classic film. Oscar, you went to see Network at the National Theatre, which has been a hot ticket. Can't I believe mean, you got a ticket, Oscar. Well, I'm very lucky then. Someone I know had a ticket. They invited me, so I was extremely lucky to be invited to that because the whole thing sold out. Um, people were arriving at 6am to get the day seats. They even put on the website, which they would never usually do, saying that people are arriving at 6. Um, yeah. I once tried to do Friday Rush, which we can talk about later, but it was not successful. It was the hottest yeah, ticket in town. Yeah, I tried that as well like, a few times. So I'm so lucky that I got invited to go and it was a really so, good So show. just explain, why is this the hottest ticket I worth think seeing? It is a, it's a well-known film. Mm -hmm. The National Theatre tends to, their productions tend to do well. 
but I think Brian Cranston... Is he the draw? He's the draw. Yeah. I mean, so you walk in, the stage is all open, Brian Cranston's already on the stage, he's at the back of the stage having his makeup done in the film studio, you can see the gallery, you can see the studio floor, and then there's a whole restaurant full of actual punters, you can buy these tickets and you go sit at a table and you get served a meal, and at the back of the stage there's a glass open kitchen where you see them preparing the food... The whole show is basically being, it's based on the film network, again, which I've never seen. <laughs> um, again, I didn't have time to bloody see the thing. But anyway, I thought I'll just go see the play. It's good. It's a novel approach. Yeah, and I can I like watch, this. I can reverse engineer it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing's being filmed with cameras. There's two or three camera people with like steady rigs and they're moving around the stage as the action's happening. So we're watching Brian Cranston on stage and then there's a huge project um, screen at the back of the stage. So we're seeing close-ups. You're getting almost like the best of both worlds in that you're having a live experience you can see Brian Cranston's on stage but if you want to see his like facial expressions you look behind him to the big screen and you're getting that close up so that was really interesting and the way they did it was like the I just kept thinking god the technicality of filming all of this stuff and having all these different cameras and and it is actually the live thing it's a live sometimes when they do that it's well, actually just a recording, yeah. isn't it? Well, they did a really, they did a couple of moments that mixed both really well together. It's finished now, so it's not spoilers, but they did some really good moments where it's live, and then as it cuts to the next camera, it's actually a pre-record. So you kind of you're distracted watching the back screen, and something's happening. And then as your eyes cast back to the actors, they've all moved, and they're not what they they're not matching the image uh, that's now on the screen. A trick, yeah, because you've been too busy watching the screen. I love it. So oh, all really that clever. all that kind of stuff was amazing. And then at one point cut to the South Bank, two of the characters are walking down the South Bank, coming back from dinner, having a conversation, and it's live. They walk along past the theatre, in through a side door, you see them come through the corridors, and then before you know it, they're on the stage. And the whole thing's been filmed in one... Oh, oh my so God, cool. that sounds amazing! So that's amazing, and I kept thinking, oh my God, I was look at my watch, it's about 9.34, I'm going to go outside next time they're doing it, and I can just be in the back of shot. Yeah! <laughs> because every, cause every night... Like, I can get my yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do anything like to ruin it. I wouldn't get no. it. But I would just kind of be walking on my phone or like I'd stop and do something, you know. You'd stop and ask some directions. No, no, no. I'd like look natural. I'd pretend, you know. Like I too, yeah. as ever. So that was kind of cool. So all that kind of element of it was really impressive. Like all the projections, all the cameras. Brian Cranston's performance was, you know, amazing as you'd think yeah. it would be. He's like such strong presence. Um, What's the actress from Downton Abbey? Michelle Doherty. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was in it. I spent Dockery. The, Dockery. Spent the whole thing thinking, who is that? I recognise her. Anyway, I have to look I love it up. that. She was really, really good in it, actually. I thought she was incredible. Everyone was really good. Um, it's over now, so yeah. you can't see it. No, I know. It was well, great. It was I really good. I sort of uh, accepted that I was going to miss it. Actually, I was thinking as you were saying all of that, how actually the National Theatre is somewhere where I feel like I miss stuff there quite a lot because... Mm. I'm not really on it enough with the ticket yeah. somehow. I feel like there are other other theatres where we're much better at, yeah. you know, sort of booking tickets early. And we have talked before, actually, about, you know, getting a membership for the National, haven't we? So you get the priority booking and things. Yeah, but I don't know whether we do need that or whether we just need to be a bit more on, the on it with the booking yeah. dates. Because there were obviously tickets available for this when it first went on sale. It's just as things start to gain momentum then. yeah. So then, but and then once the show's too popular, you can't even do Friday Rush. So Friday Rush is when you go on the National Theatre website, you go onto the Friday Rush, you know, just Google National Theatre Friday Rush, 
on a Friday this is, it goes live at 1pm, I want to say. Yeah, it is 1. <laughs> so you go on the landing page and I go on, you, you want to go on before 1, like 10 to, and you'll see the countdown clock for when it's going to go live. And then as it goes live, you're then put in this queue. And... Can I just say, the last time I tried to do it for network, I was 17,000, number 17,000 yeah. or something in the it's queue crazy. or something. It was mental. And then There's there only always... about 20 tickets available yeah. or something. Mm. If it's a, not as a popular show, if you wait through that queue, you'll get there. And when I got there for network once, obviously all the network tickets are gone. They, In fact, they tell you halfway through the queue, all the network tickets have gone. But the other shows, such as Pinocchio that was on and whatever was on in um, the smaller theatre... They'll still be available. So for a not as popular show, the Friday Rush is good. You sit through the queue, you get there, and then they'll have a selection of tickets inside the theatre for £20. I think that's right. For the following week's performances. I remember one time on Friday Rush, you remember when we both got, we both ended up buying tickets or something. Oh yeah, and we were for the same WhatsApping each other and kind of going, have you (laughs) got the Vice Deep Blue Sea? Oh, it was Deep Blue Sea, yes. With Helen McCrory. Which I Hated. Yeah, none of us liked it actually. But see, that's um, what it is. Just as you say about National Theatre, and we don't go there often enough. I've got to be honest; it's not my favourite theatre. No, I think that's if I liked it, I don't like the architecture of it. I don't like the. I don't think the, what's the big so the little tins where the Dorfman is the biggest one. So the door that's where no, Deep Blue Sea the was. Olivier is the biggest. Oh, the oh, Olivier yeah. is where Deep Blue Sea was. I just find it so cavernous and follies. That was why, and I know Oscar, you hate me for this. That's why I didn't like Follies. Oh, it was you. too big a space. <laughs> oh no, it was great. Oh, I thought it was I a just... perfect space for it. It was this big, dilapidated theatre and this mm. huge. I loved it. The National. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it's right. a good atmosphere. It's an interesting one, isn't it? It's because weird. I always, I always sort of think to myself, you know, because they do have all those fifteen-pound tickets along the back, and I just. But it is that thing. Like I just don't. I don't sort of book them for some mm. reason, and I'm not quite sure. I think I, I think I'm with you. I think I tend to prefer smaller theatres, yeah. so somewhere like Southwark or the Almeida or the Donmar yeah. or something like that, where you're getting a much more intimate experience. But I do, on the other hand, feel like I miss things like and networks a really uh, good example yeah. of that, where I just think I wasn't on it. I didn't really know that it was happening, and then by the time I sort of was on it. There's basically no it's chance gone. of getting a ticket yeah. and then unless I got up at five o'clock in the morning and camped on the South Bank, which... No, but you. you can't see everything with theatre. No. And also, as as good as Network was, as amazing, I like totally loved the experience. He was incredible. The, everything, it's not the best play I've ever seen. I'm a wee bit gutted I missed it because I do love Brian Cranston, but... Yeah, you definitely missed out, but you didn't miss out on the like event of a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. It's no Hamilton. No, God, no. Okay. God, no. God, no. So, Oscar, you've also been busy. You've seen something else. You've seen Lady Windermere's Fan, um, which is first of four Oscar Wilde plays being revived at the Vaudeville Theatre as part of their Oscar Wilde season. So, tell us, Jennifer Saunders. <sighs> Kathy Burke. Yes. Yeah, Kathy Burke directed. And because I went on the night where they filmed it live for cinema, Kathy came out at the end and did like a bow with them, which was kind of cool. Oh. So, we got to see her. Um, I love her. Kathy Burke, yeah. Absolutely love her. And I think she's done a, a really good job of directing, actually. It's done in the classic style, and it's very funny. The script is obviously incredible. It's all classic Oscar Wilde. I've never seen Lady Wyndham as fan, but there's so many quotes of his from it that you recognise, because it's just chocked full of them. But the direction's really good. She found some really good comedy moments, even like in the background of maybe a scene that wasn't so interesting. She'd just have the servants do something funny, so you can tell it's directed by a proper comedian or someone yeah. who's worked a lot in comedy. So there's some really good bits. Jennifer Saunders was incredible. 
And the best bit in the entire show, so Jennifer Saunders isn't in in the second act at all. Her character's not in it. Okay. So to kind of bring her back in during one of the big scene changes, she comes out with like a with some of the actors who play live instruments and they sing this song called Don't Touch My Fan or something. So it's like a sort of music hall kind of tongue-in-cheek Don't Touch My Fan sort of joke. And it was so funny that my cheeks hurt you know when you're just oh, laughing so yeah. much because it's so silly like yeah but the way she does it you can imagine jennifer saunders playing this uptight british woman yeah don't you touch my fan <laughs> it was so funny my cheeks are just like aching throughout the whole next scene but yeah it's incredible it's finishing on the 7th of april okay so you've got so, a couple of weeks yeah yeah, but it's, it, I mean, it's really worth seeing. Because she's been busy, Oscar. I know. Have. It's been a busy, busy couple of weeks. Yeah. But yeah, I loved that. Um, and then the next couple coming up, they're doing kind of a musical concert of The Selfish Giant. Um, then they're going to do um, a production of An Ideal Husband with Freddie Fox and his dad. Yeah. What's Freddie oh, Fox's dad nice. called? Edward Fox. Edward Fox, yeah. So they're both going to do An Ideal Husband from the 20th of April to 14th of July. And then the last one is Important of Being Earnest. But I think all the productions, hopefully, if they're of this standard... They'll all be worth seeing. Um, other thing I think is worth booking is at the um, Donmar Warehouse is The Prime of Miss Jean Brodie, mm. which is a play I don't know, but it's a Scottish Oh Scottish my author. God, it's, it's Muriel Spark. It's, the Prime of Miss Jean Brodie is like a set Scottish text. If, you're, if you went to school in Scotland and you didn't read this book hell mend you it was everyone <laughs> read it everyone knows the story it's what maggie smith it's one it's her uh, famous original role yes, like yes, the, yes. The, that's sort of what she but no the prime Miss june brody is it's yes very edinburgh lots of accents sound like mine they go on sale to the pub, general public if you're not a priority member they go on sale wednesday the 4th of april at 10 a.m so just yeah. put it in your diary book those cheap tickets well, I um, think we should book that. Yeah, yeah it runs from yeah, the fourth. Very good, very good. Runs fourth of I'm June. I'm going to make you to... responsible for that, Oscar. For what? For, for reminding everyone and booking <laughs> yes. it. Okay, I will. I'm going to put it in my diary. Absolutely, because good. I think yeah, for a tenner, definitely. The other thing I wanted to mention, just smugly, is that Caroline or so Change, smug. which we told you to get tickets for. So Alice and me are going to oh, go see. You're going on Saturday matinee, though, and you know I can't. Oh go. yeah, that's true. But it's and all the way up in Hampstead. Selfish. Well, anyway, it's come from Chichester. It's gone to the Hampstead Theatre, and since it started there, the reviews have been like five star reviews across the board, and it's now completely sold out. But they've also launched. Um, they're going to do a West End transfer which is going to be um, from the 20th of November to the 9th of Feb. Oh, cool. So well, it's let's see what you make of it and then maybe us rejects yes. can uh, buy some West End tickets. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have our review in next episode yeah. of this podcast, I reckon. We'll cool. have seen it by then. Well, that's it. We look forward to hearing. So it's you and Alice that are going to see that. We look forward to hearing that review in the next episode. And the three of us, we're going to go and see Summer Smoke at the Almeida this week. Um, so you can look forward to a review of that in our next episode as well. And I'm going to see Somni. <gasps> yes, eagerly awaited. Yeah. It was one of our top tips a while ago with Somni. It's one of those ones where I'm really excited, but also slightly nervous. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, about what's going to happen to me. It's meant to sort of alter your reality or something. Mm. So, so we l- I can't wait to hear about that. So that's it for this week. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, which is at Theatre Club Podcast, where you'll find a photo and a recipe for this week's delicious cocktail. And also, please don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. It really, really helps us out. So until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Holly's is the best.